Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. For a better breakfast, start with Cheerios. It's made from oats, good old-fashioned nourishing oats, all ready to eat. And now, Cheerios presents... The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure of A Matter of Evidence. Listen, do you want to build up strength and endurance? If you do, remember this. Cheerios for breakfast can really help you. Because Cheerios is an outstanding cereal for nourishment. You see, Cheerios is made from oats, that top-ranking cereal grain. Good old-fashioned nourishing oats. And what's more, it's just about the best-tasting oat cereal you can imagine. Try it and see. Crisp, delicious Cheerios. Daily Sentinel was strongly opposed to Boss Cranshaw and the political machine he represented. Nevertheless, there were Sentinel reporters at the big political rally. Michael Axford and Lenore Case sat down in front near the reporters, columnists, and radio men. Looks like the meeting is going to get underway in a couple of minutes, Casey. Uh-huh. And I don't think I care for this kind of reporting. Uh, me neither. I'm a man of action. I like it better when things are buzzing. Look at Boss Cranshaw up there. That smirk of his. Oh, I detest men like that. By Gary Reed's many a time said he'd like to stick a pin in Cranshaw and see if hot air whooshed out like from a balloon. Michael, <laughs> is it true that Cranshaw owns that big gambling house? The garden? Sure it is. But nothing can never be proved. I know Commissioner Higgins would like to get the goods on Cranshaw. Michael, look. Huh? Over there in the front row. Isn't that one of our men? Uh, where? That fell on the light suit. Yes, it is. It's that chap who works in the advertising department. Jim Donald, sure enough. Now, what do you suppose he's doing at a rally like this? It can't be he's back in the Cranshaw machine. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, here we go, Casey. Sharpen your pencil. As chairman of tonight's meeting, I give you that public-spirited individual, that man who is well known for his generosity, for his interest in public welfare, and the friend of the working man. Hogwash. I give you Big Bill Crenshaw. Crenshaw, you're a dirty crook. Michael, look at Donald. Because of you and your crooked gambling games, I've lost everything I have. Hey, he's blowing his top. I swear I'd get you and I'll do it. Michael, he has a gun. Don't shoot. Take it. Bully! 
man, but by golly, Reed, I'd sooner see Cranshaw's name in the obituaries than in the headlines. Michael. I know what you mean, Axford. That guy Donald is a punk shot. He missed him by a mile. Men like Cranshaw lead a charmed life. Now, it's too bad Jim Donald is connected with the Sentinel. Cranshaw hates us and all members of our staff. That he does. He'll see that Donald gets the limit. I spoke to your attorney, <coughs> Mr. Reed, as you told me to, and he said he'd handle the situation. Good. As soon as young Donald is released on bail... I want you to talk to him, Miss Case. Me? But, Mr. Reed, maybe someone with more experience You wanted be... to be a reporter. Yes, but I... Well, talk to Donald and find out why he took a couple of shots at Cranshaw. Well, Reed, we told you he said the Cranshaw had broken. That's just it, Axford. I want the details, and I think Miss Case can get them. Jim, why did you do it? What's the difference, Miss Case? You should have known you couldn't get away with anything like that in a crowded auditorium. You're lucky your bullets didn't wound Cranshaw. Lucky? <laughs> or worse, you might have killed him. I wish I had. I'll get him. I'll get Cranshaw if it's the last thing I do. What did he do to you? His crooked games ruined me. Crooked games? Roulette. That gambling place called the Garden. Oh. So that's it. You went to the garden and and you lost. I lost, all right. I lost everything. Savings, home. Yes, even Madge. She's sure to die now that I can't help her. Madge? Your wife? Yeah. Oh, what's the use of talking about it? Go ahead, Jim. Let's have the story. That's an old one. Madge needs an operation. Then a change of climate, my rest and the right food, all those things. Well, I couldn't do it on my salary, so I took a few hundred bucks I'd saved and went to the garden. And lost. I lost. But I thought I had the game figured out. I was sure I could beat it. So I went in hock, borrowed all I could get on my house and insurance, and went back to the garden. That game's as crooked as a corkscrew. It's as crooked as everything else that Cranshaw touches. So you lost your cash, but... Well, what about Madge? Well, we... We can't afford the things she needs, so she... She may have three months or... Six months or... Jim. Jim, I don't get it. Why did you shoot at Cranshaw? How could that help you or Madge? Ah, uh, why go into that, I just want to get that crook, that's all. You're not even sure that Cranshaw owns the garden. Yes, I am. Everyone knows it. Cranshaw owns three-quarters interest. The rest is owned by Trig Burley. Well, if you wanted to get Cranshaw, why didn't you get evidence that he operates a gambling place and turn it over to the police? Ah, the police can't touch him. He's too big. I doubt that. Besides, by the time a raiding squad gets in, everything is out of sight. Jim, if you'd only gone to Britt Reed with your trouble... The boss... Oh, he has headaches of his own without worrying about small fry like me. I'm just... That is, I was just a cog in his machine. Oh, is that so? Well, 
He posted your bail. And he hired lawyers to handle your case. Look, Miss Case, what happens to me doesn't matter. I'm washed up. Tell Mr. Reed not to bother about me. If he wants to do something worthwhile, he can go after Boss Cranshaw. Like you did, I suppose. No, Reed doesn't need a gun. He's got power and influence. He should be able to find some way to put Cranshaw to business so so other saps like me won't get in a spot like this. Jim, Mr. Reed is thinking along the same lines. Huh? Do you know where he is right now? Oh, how would I know? He's at the Civic Club with Police Commissioner Higgins. They're meeting to discuss Boss Cranshaw. Is that Higgins? Why are you and the police so helpless? Is Crenshaw bigger than the law? You know the answer, Britt. It's the old story of securing evidence that will stand up in court. In the first place, Crenshaw has a pipeline into most of the city departments. He gets an advanced tip-off on a raid. Yes, but if... Even he didn't have a tip, a raid would be ineffectual. The raiding party would have to go through the restaurant and a corridor behind the restaurant to reach the gambling room. By the time they got there, they'd find nothing but a few people gathered around small tables with refreshments. Hmm. I get the gambling equipment out of sight, huh? Yes. Also, some of the patrons through a concealed door. Well, suppose the police were to attack very suddenly through that door. Oh, we can't locate it. I. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is it, Joe? A message was left at the door for you, Commissioner Higgins. Oh, thanks, Joe. Excuse me, Britt. Uh, it may be urgent. Well, if it is, we can continue our discussion another time. There must be some way to get evidence against the garden and prove that Cranshaw's the owner. Well, <laughs> this is interesting. Huh? Cranshaw has been at headquarters demanding protection. He has the audacity to make demands on the police? He has a threatening letter. He's very much concerned about it. I'm glad to know that he can be worried. Apparently, he's very worried. He has requested a 24-hour-a-day guard. How was this, uh, this threatening letter, uh, was it signed? Oh, yes. Yes, Britt, it was signed. <laughs> As if you didn't know. It was signed by the Green Hornet. So Crenshaw is afraid of the Green Hornet. Well... During the next few days, Boss Cranshaw had a police escort when he left his home, and a guard when he remained inside, and more threats from the Green Hornet. Another letter. Look at this, Burke. Another threat from the Green Hornet. Now, Mr. Cranshaw, you needn't get too excited about what he says in those letters. I tell you, Burke, I'll not tolerate these threats. Is that your front doorbell? Yeah, wait. Wait, Burke. You, you stay here. There's another policeman on duty near the door. All right. All right, Mr. Cranshaw, take it easy. I'm not leaving you alone. The door. Who is it? Burke, there was a special delivery letter for Mr. Cranshaw. Uh, tell him to slide it beneath the door. Slide it under the door. Okay. I'll get it. More threats. Uh, Burke, you open it. I got it, Mr. Cranshaw. You sure are letting the hornet get under your skin. Go ahead, open that. See what it says. You seem to take it for granted it's another threat from the Green Hornet. Why? Is it? Yeah. Just like the last one. How much longer is this going to go on? What's the Hornet trying to do? What's his game? Oh, golly, Mr. Cranshaw. Don't I... argue with me. Go to that telephone and call Commissioner Higgins. Tell him that I demand the immediate arrest of the Green Hornet.
Oh, Gary Reed, you should hear the way Cranshaw's howling for the arrest of the Green Hornet. Uh, is that so, Axford? Yeah. It seems like every time Cranshaw turns around, there's another letter or phone call or something from the Green Hornet. Two or three letters every day and phone calls at all hours of the day and night. Oh, what's being done about it? Well, the cops have got the dragnet out looking for the Hornet. But, Gary Reed, what good does that do? How do the cops expect to catch the Spalpeen? Even I can't catch him. Oh. Um, Crenshaw is worried? Worried? <laughs> oh, golly, according to Burke, he's pretty scared. I see. I wonder what the Green Hornet is going to do next. And I'm not the only one that's wondering. Burke is wondering, and so is Crenshaw, and so is Commissioner Higgins. Yeah, expert. And I'm wondering, too... continue our story in just a moment. Wow, another basket. He's made six already in this half. He's feeling his Cheerios. Yes, Cheerios, that energizing breakfast cereal made from oats. Good, old-fashioned, nourishing oats, all ready to eat. Have you tried Cheerios for breakfast at your house? It's really a treat. No cereal quite like it for flavor, and it looks different than any other cereal, too. Yep, Cheerios is the only cereal that's shaped like tiny, crisp, golden brown little donuts, round with a hole in the middle. You'll like Cheerios, so ask your mom to pour out a big bowl of this great cereal for breakfast tomorrow morning. Have her top the Cheerios with sliced bananas or some other kind of fruit and serve it with plenty of good, rich milk or cream. Ah, what a feast! That wonderful, fresh, toasted oat flavor of Cheerios just blends perfectly with the tasty goodness of the fruit and milk. And remember this. Every time you wrap your tongue around a spoonful of crisp, delicious Cheerios, you're treating yourself to one of the most nourishing breakfast cereals in the world. And that's mighty important if you're an active fellow or girl who likes games and sports. Because Cheerios provides a kind of energy you need to do your best. What's the secret? Why is Cheerios so energizing? The answer is simple. Cheerios is made from oats. Good, old-fashioned, nourishing oats. The cereal grain that's just naturally favored by old Mother Nature. It's made from oats, all ready to eat. No cooking needed. Try it. C-H-E-E-R-I-O-S. Cheerios. Now to continue our story. Brett Reed's dislike for the political boss Big Bill Cranshaw became crystallized when a young man in the advertising department lost everything in the notorious gambling place that Cranshaw secretly owned. The young publisher was in his apartment with Cato, his faithful Filipino valet. I have it on good authority, Cato. Our campaign has been effective. The warning letters and phone calls have gotten under Cranshaw's skin. He's badly frightened. What does Commissioner Higgins think? Well, Commissioner Higgins admits that the police can do nothing about Cranshaw's gambling place. He's hoping the campaign of the Green Hornet will bear fruit. Well, how you work that? One of the Sentinel reporters told me about the back way out of that gambling room. I know where the door is. If you tell police, perhaps they break in that way. Well, the door's too heavy, Cato. Take time to break it in. When the police did get in, there'd be no evidence of actual gambling... We have to be caught in the act. Oh. 
The door can be opened by someone who knows the trick. Now, we've got to make Cranshaw open that door so the police can get in fast. What do we do? Let's talk to Axford. He's at Cranshaw's home. His friend Sergeant Burke and several other policemen are guarding the boss. And Axford is there? Axford and representatives of the other papers. They're all waiting for the Hornet to make a move. <laughs> the last message from Green Hornet to Cranshaw was effective. Yes, it was, Cato. Cranshaw was made to understand that there will be a showdown tonight. But how we do that with police guard near Cranshaw? We'll have to trust to luck in the Black Beauty. And did you check the car? We're ready for action. We haven't used the smoke screen in a long time. Is that smoke-throwing device in order? Oh, yes, sir. We'll probably need it tonight. How soon we go out as Green Hornet? Right away. As soon as I get this hand grenade. Well, Mr. Britt, you have a hand grenade bomb in dresser drawer. I've been working with this one, Cato. It's special. Let's go. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of a closet in the bedroom, Britt, Reed, and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Britt Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming black beauty sped into the darkness. Cranshaw's irritation and nervousness had been increasing hourly. His nerves had been made raw by the repeated notes and telephone calls from the Green Hornet. He paced the floor of his home uneasily. In the large library were Sergeant Burke and another uniformed policeman. Also reporters, including Michael Axford of the Daily Sentinel. Hell, what the... Oh, it's you. Sorry, Mr. Cranshaw. I didn't mean to startle you. What's up, Moran? The car just turned into the block. It's coming this way slowly. Holy crow. Maybe that's the heart. Get your guns out. Get your guns ready, boys. If you look out the window, you can see... Uh, let me look. Hey, expert, who are you shoving? I'm going to be out in the front porch. I'm going to be ready to take a shot at the tires of that car if it proves to be the harlot. Here it comes. Hey, whoever's driving, he's throwing a spotlight on the house. Hey, look. Something's coming. The window. What is it? Get back. Get out of the way. Looks like a bomb. A bomb? Burke, Moran, all of you. It is the green harlot. Sitting behind the wheel of the Black Beauty, Britt Reed, wearing the mask of the Green Hornet, led the police on a wild chase through the city streets. Are they gaining on us, Cato? No, Mr. Britt. We hold our own. How many cars took after us? I count three as we leave the vicinity of Cranshaw home. I wonder how Cranshaw behaved when he saw that hand grenade go through his window. Well, he's probably nervous, waiting for explosion. He'll wait a long time if he waits for that dud to explode. <laughs> That's true. Now, Cato, we've got to get away from those police for a few minutes. Yes, sir. Get ready to turn on the smoke. We'll put the police in an artificial fog, and by the time we reach the four corners up ahead, they won't know which way we went. Now, Cato, the smoke screen. It turned off. Hang on, Cato. Tough turn. Plenty smoking back. Another turn coming up. Here we go. 
Now to double back to Cranshaw's place. Cross your fingers, Cato, and hope that he's still there. One guard had remained with Cranshaw when the other policeman and the newspaperman left in pursuit of the Green Hornet. Uh, are you sure that bomb won't go off? Of course I'm sure. You can see for yourself the pin hasn't been pulled. You can relax, Cranshaw. Relax? <laughs> with all your vigilance, the Hornet would have blown up my home if he'd pulled the pin on that bomb. He won't get another chance. The boys will run him down. Uh, wait a minute. Huh? Quiet. I heard something. Some of the boys might have returned. I'll go find out. There. Mast, I'll get the you. The Hornet. I'll get it. Take it, Cobb. Why, you... <coughs> oh, wait, don't shoot me. Don't use that gas on me. Shut up, Cranshaw. You'll get worse than the guard. Come with me. Oh, let me go. Where are you taking me? Come on. I'll give you a chance to save your neck. With the guard unconscious on the floor, Cranshaw struggled feebly in the iron grip of the Green Hornet. He was fairly dragged from the house to a black car that waited in the driveway. The man at the wheel was masked. Get into that car. Police. I hear them. You can't get away with this. Police lost ground fumbling through a smoke screen, but they'll be after us again. Go straight ahead. Drive through the fence at the rear and cut over that field to the next street. There he goes, Burke. To the right at the corner. Save your wind, Ashford. I got eyes. Ah, by God, he's like old times to be chasing the Green Hornet. Breed and everyone else said there were no charges against him. But you just wait, Burke. There'll be plenty of charges in after this night, and Grantshaw will make them. Step on the gas. Keep that car in sight. We've got to shake the cops before I can talk to you. Just what do you want of me? I've done nothing to you. Why have you threatened me? Get this, Cranshaw. If the cops get too close, I'll have to rub you out. I don't want to do that. I want to talk to you. Get the facts I want and let you go. What facts? We can't talk with the police so close. What'd we stop for? The driver had instructions. Come on. Get out. You know this place. Police coming close. Turn on the smoke screen again, then get out of here. Get going. Where are we going? We're we going someplace to talk without police interference. And you know where it is. The Green Hornet hurried Cranshaw through an alley between two old buildings. The smoke screen that concealed the black beauty had thinned slightly as the police cars stopped at the curb near the alley. The police are stopping. We've got to get away. Your life depends on it. The Hornet stopped at a shed built against the rear of an old building. There appeared to be a solid wall of wood, but the masked man knew otherwise. Hurry, Cranshaw. Where's that button that opens this thing? But wait. Make it fast if you value your life. I, I'm opening it. Concealed button here. The entire side of the wall swung up like a suspended garage door and revealed a passageway. Then a police spotlight pierced the alley and struck the Hornet and Cranshaw. The police, they've seen this door. Go on. Go ahead. Shaken by fear and confused by the Hornet's plotting demands for fast action... Cranshaw ran through the long corridor with the masked man at his heels. He was only vaguely aware of the other shouts from far behind. Keep going, Cranshaw. Right through the door into the gambling room. What is he? Hey, 
The room was filled with well-dressed people who were gathered around roulette tables. Bradshaw, what's this mean? Trig, Trig, the hornet. You open the door, the cops are coming. But the hornet, where did he go? But Green Hornet had gone on through the room without pausing and into the empty corridor between the gambling room and the restaurant. He paused just long enough to snatch off his mask and remove his coat. The coat was reversible. He put it on inside out, then entered the restaurant and sauntered through to the other door. The diners had no knowledge of the confusion in the gambling room. Get him up, all of you. It's the law speaking. Burke! Burke! This is the evidence you wanted. Quiet down, all of you. Take it easy. We just want the guys who run this place. Line up at that wall. Yeah, make it snappy now. Officer! Officer, the Green Hornet. Get the Green Hornet. Save it, Cranshaw. We got you and Trig Burley and a fine lot of evidence against you. But I... Why, you, you mealy-mouthed fathead. Why'd you leave the cops here? Why'd you do it, Cranshaw? Well, I... Is this your gambling place, Cranshaw? No. No, I... Oh, yes, it is. You needn't think you can throw me and the boys to the wolves and become a white knight by leading a raid on a garden. Listen, copper, he's the owner of this joint and I can prove it. Easier than I'd hoped, Cato. Cranshaw led the police right into the garden. Will you have trouble getting away, Mr. Britt? Not a bit. I went through the gambling room to a corridor and took off my disguise. I was able to go through the restaurant without being noticed. And Cranshaw led police in raid on own place. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, well, I'm going to make two phone calls and then to bed. Will you dial private number of police commissioner? Yes. Then I'm going to call Jim Donald. And tell him to watch for the next edition of the Daily Sentinel. You think he'll go to prison? Perhaps for a short time. But we'll hold his job for him and we'll see that his wife gets medical care. After all, Cato, it was a public service to put Boss Cranshaw out of business. And Jim Donald is the one who started it. Hello, Commissioner. Britt Reed calling. I... <laughs> You've heard about it, eh? Then you won't need to wait for the headlines. Yes, I suppose I have gotten several policemen somewhat steamed up, but uh, I'm interested mainly in what the police commissioner thinks of the Green Hornet. How you doing, huh? Well, that's all that's necessary. If everything is okay with you, I'm satisfied. <laughs> How far have you walked today? How far is it from your house to school? How many miles do you walk on your favorite Saturday hike? Would you like to know? Would you like to be able to measure the distance you walk? Then don't miss Cheerio's newest and most sensational offer. It breaks like a bombshell next Tuesday, January 27th on this program. Yes, every click brings us a step closer to this great offer. And there's not far to go now. Remember the day, January 27th, next Tuesday, for the offer that answers the question, how far have you walked today? You've been listening to The Green Hornet, brought to you by Cheerios. 
the breakfast cereal that's made from good, old-fashioned, nourishing oats, all ready to eat. breakfast idea? Then get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Yes, indeed. Try the brand new cereal assortment with ten individual packages and all. Four Wheaties, four Cheerios, two Kicks. All top favorites and all extra fresh. Yes, it's fun to take your fix from Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get that tray today. Be with us again next week at the same time when General Mills will again present the Green Hornet. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit, and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Al Neal speaking. Tomorrow night at the same time over most of these same stations, an unusual twist of fate leads to the capture of outlaws in another thrilling adventure of the Old West when the Lone Ranger rides again. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.